it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Patrick Keenahan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Heenahan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of WADD Talk Radio, the 51st episode to be exact. Uh, I am Sean Hinahan. As always, I'm joined here with my... Uh, wonderful brother Patrick, how you doing? Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm doing and, well. And uh, the wonderful Bill Neville. What's up, everybody? Yeah, so number fifty-one, huh? There's Ra- the Randy Crazy. Johnson episode. Ichiro, uh, Bernie Williams, Bernie maybe? Williams. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Randy Johnson. Randy- we, we spent the first fifteen minutes of hanging out outside with baseballs in our hands, looking for birds to kill, but we all just realized they flew south. So Bernie Williams, a different Boom, type uh, of Barry Sanders in the uh, in the fact that he could play the outfield and hit and also play the bass like a mean motherfucker. Yeah, who Bernie? Yeah. So he plays guitar. Oh, guitar, sorry. Yeah, guitar. Fine. Who's playing the bass? Was it Paul O'Neill who played the drums? Yes, Paul O'Neill played the Did drums. Did they have a song? I bet they do. I know Bernie Williams has a jazz record. Wow, so take, you can take that or leave it. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And then uh, Dick Buckus from back in the day <laughs> for, right. uh, for Big Heen's uh, era, I guess. A little bit more in tune with uh, this time of year with the football players. Uh, we'll do a little bit of recapping of the uh, divisional yep. games that were this past weekend. Uh, yeah, buddy. Some good pretty ones. entertaining games, especially Saturday. Um, and... Uh, Talk a little bit about what's uh, you know the the AFC and NFC championship game that are coming up this weekend the Sunday as, baby as a result of what happened this weekend, um, and we'll talk about our personal weekends. I know we both uh, all three of us had a pretty uh, pretty full ones. Uh, I I learned a new skill. You guys were yeah working. you're walking funny, yeah a little bit. I'm, my legs are sore that's for sure because um, of skiing, not because of anything else. Um, <laughs> and then uh, get into a, I know. Bill's got a lot to say about this new report that's coming out. Uh, uh, I don't have a lot to say yet, but I have some ideas of what's going to be happening, and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll uh, do a little blockbuster lackluster. Uh, me and Patrick uh, saw a wonderful movie, The Revenant, over the weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that. And really very awesome visual. Very visually good movie. Oh, it's, They set it's, up everything. We'll, do, just we'll, we'll get into it. That's awesome. for sure. Yeah. yeah just, I, I got a lot to say about it, too. So if I can make this popping stop on my microphone. Um, and uh, we'll go talk a little, uh, you know, some other movies that are coming out. Sure. New trailer just dropped. We'll get into maybe a little bit of Oscar talk. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Um, and talk about our staple with WTF News. Um but first, guys, uh, you guys had a pretty busy weekend, I know. New England International Auto Show down at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. That place blows my mind every time I walk into it, so just big. how big it is. Yeah, and uh, the auto show, they opened it up. Um, they didn't open it up all the way, all the way, though. There was, no? There was no. Um, they had an RV auto show going on as well, um, but it was different. I think it's this weekend coming up. It's uh, not, it was uh, closed off, but they had... Um, 
They had probably seventy five percent of it open. Did they have the Jeep thing where you drive around in the Jeep? I know the one year I did that. They had like an obstacle course for like the new Jeeps, and like you were going up, up on ramps and down ramps. Yes, and and that was when all of the walls were open. Um, So that area over there is now where the RV um, show is, which is still pretty cool. I went up. Cool place. Cool thing about that venue is they have the the walk over, like the overhead walks. There's like three or four of them throughout. So I went to the one. And you look over and you could see all of the RVs. It was all dark and all, you know, obviously no one was over there. But um, really, you're right. Really cool. Really open. Um, uh, and, you know, cool event. You know, you get to sit it in cars. You get to, yeah. you know, manhandle new cars and go in there and see these kids climbing over and honking the horn at each other. And, <laughs> you know, you get to sit in all these vehicles that you'd never be able to afford. Oh, and, my God. You know, some of those cars that, I mean, you sent me some on Snapchat. I saw some on the Internet. Just some of the cars that they pull in there, it's they're like, oh, well, I'll never have that. But it's still amazing, A, that cars cost that much money and that some people actually are in the market for them. Yeah. It yeah. blows my mind. I sat I sat in a uh, $100,000 souped-up blue Corvette. Oh. Um, it was really, really nice. Supercharged. And, you know, they uh, it was a company that supercharges the car and then also does, like, all the audio stuff. They, like, they just soup up really nice cars. And, you know, they had, like, a... 2015 Toyota Camry, but like redid it really nice, and like murdered it out, you know. But it wasn't a black; it was like a gray, you know. Mm-hmm. So the auto show was pretty cool. Bill got to go there uh, a couple of days. Uh, you were there Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Yikes. I was there Friday, Saturday, and uh, you know it was fun because we were doing broadcasts and people loved. Yeah, coming out I heard Mike Adams down there. I heard some check-ins uh, from Mike Shu on WAF. That yeah, was pretty cool. Definitely, really awesome. We had a pretty cool setup. Um, but uh, you know, I think you had the more eventful weekend. You uh, know. Uh, it, it, yeah, you know, possibly. I think you had the cooler weekend, right? <laughs> you, you Literally, work. I was doing yeah. a little bit more yeah, exactly. leisurely recreation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're skiing up a storm. Yeah, which is funny. I, I learned former snowboard. Ski. Yeah, I snowboard. What we learned? Uh, God, when I was in fifth grade. So what? Like 16 years of of no of snowboarding. Mediocre snowboarding for 15 years. No. <laughs> and then uh, I'm, you know, my girlfriend's whole family skis. They're all skiing. Everyone skis, skis, and I'm the only snowboarder. And I've been meaning is always kind of on my personal bucket list that I wanted to learn how to ski too. And then I, I guarantee they're the type of family that they would bring it up to you too. Oh you know, yeah, be her like, father you is a big it. guy. Charlie's the man. Shout out to Charlie. Um, bought me ski boots. He kind of throws. I men, made mention. I, I want to learn how to ski. You guys should teach me how to ski. This, that, the other thing. So this guy, you know, took it up to you know volume eleven or notch eleven, and was like, "All right, great. Well, you know, we're gonna go get you fitted for boots." I was like, okay, and he bought me brand new ski boots, which are you know that's not, really cool, not cheap. Uh, and then he's like, oh, and I got these skis, I think are perfect for you. And then so he gave me skis, um, some of his old. I mean, they got so many different pairs of skis. And then he ended up giving me another pair that actually worked out a lot better. So on Saturday, I did a couple runs in the Bunny Hill. This is Wyndham Mountain in Wind- Wyndham Mountain in uh, Wyndham, New York. They have a cabin there, uh, or they have a timeshare like house. It's, it's a house. It's like oh, an old. Cool. Uh, farmhouse sort of near the um, mountain or on the mountain yeah or? really yeah just down the mountain um down in the town um that you know she's been going there since she was a kid and it's a huge house so everyone's got their you know rooms and stuff like that and um you know her roommate's family owns it and they kind of rent out rooms for the season and stuff so they the deal family has a ha- has a room and so we went out there and with my new skis and Casey's an unbelievable skier, so she kind of we were on the bunny hill for for a little while. I was learning how to pizza uh, my legs so that I don't go crashing into people. Uh, and that's what I was saying. I was like, I just want to learn how to make sure I can stop. I don't really that's care key. if I hurt myself because that's I just don't want to hurt anybody else. 
Like I don't want to like have to. I don't want to like not know how to stop and then run into some poor kid. Um, and I mean, I knew I could do it. Uh, I picked it up pretty quickly. Actually, I started getting side turns and being able to transition and. Uh, I fell a bunch, um, but on the second day on Sunday, um, it was a little bit better conditions. It was still packed, though, because of the long weekend. Um, but, yeah, I figured it out. I'm sore as hell right now, and it is a completely different beast in terms of the pressure that's in your legs and different muscles that you never use. That's yeah, you were working like, leg muscles know, you haven't you know, used in years. Exactly, yeah. and, like, I know how to move on snow, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like that wasn't the surprise. It was just trying to get the skis, where, you know, and then, like, my tips were getting crossed, and I was falling out. Because in snowboarding, if you want to stop, you kind of lean back, you know, and that's the last thing in the world you want to do on skis. So I kind of had to, like, relearn. It's um, so hard getting up when you fall down, too. Oh, s- impossible. To It was crazy. Um, she's like... It was literally, like, the hardest thing I could do was, like, after I felt, like, get up and make sure I'm, like, okay and not start moving. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I figured it out, and I I absolutely loved it. And That's by great. You know, I took a couple runs, and by my last run, I was going halfway down the mountain without stopping. But, good Lord, my legs were tired. Oh, boy, I could have really used a hot tub. But uh, yeah, That's annoying. And then we did a bunch of hanging out, watching the games, and uh, it's a great, yeah, I had a wonderful weekend. That was awesome. And then we were back on Monday morning and we met up with Pat and to see that movie, The Revenant. But, uh, we saw it the right way too in those theaters where the, the reclining chairs, you reserve your seat so you don't have to rush there and hope you don't get great. a and neck we'll, bending front row seat type thing. But you, you know, you, you pick your, your seats beforehand. I highly and, recommend it. But I think before we get into the movie talk, uh, we did what, I mean, I ended up falling asleep on Saturday, so I didn't get to see the end of the Arizona-Green Bay game. Yep. I did watch the full Patriots game, which was awesome to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually missed the entire Pats game. Did you really? I had to. I was doing a game in Manchester. Oh, did you have a DVR? Did you get to... S- yeah, whatever. I don't, I'm not that guy who's like, oh, don't tell me what happened. I'm DVR. Yeah. I'm going to watch the full game. I can't do that. I can't go home and watch a full game after yeah. it already happened. It's so impossible to to... Remove yourself from that kind of yeah, news. Yeah, it is. You really got to put blinders on and earplugs in, especially yeah. in this area, if you don't want to hear about it. But oh. I got to announce stuff to the crowd, though. That was kind of cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's positive. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a final score from Gillette Stadium. Turn up to the scoreboard. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, that's, oh great. that's so cool. Place goes, ah. That's Even awesome. though there was like 900 people there. <laughs> hey, but not, you're keeping them informed, though. Right. Would you give like a end of each quarter or halftime and uh, final? They, or? they did. Uh, the game wasn't until seven, so the um, the Patriots game was in the like the late third quarter oh, when the game okay. started. So I gave like yeah. a middle of the fourth quarter and then a final score. Well, it was. I was going to say, how did you, how did you think they played? But obviously, you were uh, working your ass off as you always do. Um, but I thought, I mean... Well, the score doesn't dictate the, the, the pace of the game. The Patriots no. pretty much own them. They, they only won 27-20, but, you know, it was... It, Patriots own them dominate. left and right. And yeah. the Chiefs were making every mistake that you can't make against the Patriots. They were, you know, giving up balls. They weren't, you know, catching the hard passes. They were, you know, turning the ball over. They weren't, you know, converting on third downs. Well, they weren't earlier in the game, so that was... It seemed like they, there was third downs almost every single possession. You know what I mean? Like in each drive, there was multiple third downs. So that was entertaining to see that. And uh, the Patriots' offense talk about a resurgence with Julian Edelman 
back oh, on the field. Spark plug. And everyone predicted that. And I th- some other other pundits predicted that the Chiefs might have had their number because they might be rusty or anything like that. The Patriots looked anything but rusty. No, he hit the ground running, literally. You know, yeah, definitely great Tom asset a to have rusty. back. A couple yeah. early throws were a little errant. But for Tom Brady, Aaron, yeah. you know what I mean? So they're just missing the mark or something like that. A little high. Like, a little you know, high, a little, a little high, inside. You know? yeah. But as the game went on, that guy was surgical. Little high, little low. Anyway, Brady throws. Hey, Doesn't really right. matter to Edelman. <laughs> and Gronk. Dun, 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 and uh, and you know, Gronk. And Pats were getting the lucky bounces here and there. So it was... Uh, I was happy to see that they played that well because sure. I did not want them to lay it out. And then all we had to hear about was the other pe- the Patriots haters, you know, thinking that they were right. And that's that's worse than the cocky Patriots fans, I think, because at least you could deal with the co- you know. There's a reason, but when the Patriots like stink, everyone else rises up. Well, we told you Brady's washed up and this and that. Right. It's like, oh, just shut your mouth. And I I don't know. So that was great to see. And then uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals played the Green Bay Packers later on Saturday. And Great, just another what Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is such a beast, and I knew it too. I was fading so hard on the couch watching that, and I had to put myself to, to put myself to sleep because I just I, I couldn't stay awake. Did you give yourself a sleeper hold? And I knew. put yourself to sleep. He euthanized himself. <laughs> I jacked off went to bed. That's probably what he did. <laughs> yeah, in a room full of other families. <laughs> when I'm a guest of a guest. Um, and but I knew too. I was like, God damn it! I wish I had energy to stay up for this game. I also knew I had to get up early to go skiing because I was like, I know this is going to be a classic. I it, you could it had all the makings for it, you know. Oh, Coming I was watching it, and they were showing clips of the week before and the just the crazy throw, and you know the the week before it was crazy how he got the ball off and, and got it down there. But this week's he he wasn't. Like if you look like, at the slow mo of it, he wasn't actually looking where he was throwing it. You just, could tell he was just kind of using his brain and being like, "Okay, I hope I hope they make it." Throwing, yeah. And it just the way it was, it almost re- reminded me of like a Michael Vick flick of the wrist type throw, where it seemed like effortless. Run, but holy shit, he probably threw like, it as high as far as he threw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers was playing with guys. Face made a great play on it, Janice. Like, yeah, holy who, crap! I think. Prior to that game, had only five catches the whole season or something like that, and then he comes in and has has like six catches in the game with two like Amendola last. It's like Amendola last year. Nothing during the nothing, uh, nothing, nothing. But hey, man, that's the mark of a good up team. In the postseason. That's yeah. the mark of a good team. Um, even though the Packers ended up losing in overtime uh, because of a tremendous performance by Larry Fitzgerald, just I adore Larry Fitzgerald. That guy from, should be the model. And the hero and story. the idol for every little kid playing football or any little kid that, you know, that needs a, a role model to, to how to live your life, how to conduct yourself as a man. Right. The first time I ever saw him playing for Pitt, you're just like, I, I, was, I was hooked. It's one of those guys who are like, you know he's going to go in the NFL. And it's one of those, you're like, he's I can't the, wait to watch him. He's not the fastest. You can see it. And even in some of the interviews, he just knew what to say, how to say he's it. He's not the fastest. But he talked the talk, but he also walked the walk. You know, he's like, not the most physically gifted. I mean, he's gifted, you know, obviously. But in terms of NFL wide receivers, you know, he's yeah. not a freak athlete like Odell. He's not as tall as Calvin Johnson and he AJ left Green. Co- he left college early, but though, right? that guy works his goddamn ass off. So he, he left college early to go to the NFL, but then went back to get his degree. And I remember he was one of the first ones that 
I remember seeing uh, a, a report or like an article on it saying, you know, I know he's going back, and I think he actually did, went to the University of Phoenix to like to finish yeah, it or I think got so. his yeah, masters yeah, yeah. or whatever. And you know, obviously, it's a great uh, matchup for him with and the University guy, of Phoenix Stadium out there where he plays. You know, Carson Palmer did no favors for for the Cardinals. I mean, some of no. those throws, I don't know if he was hurt or something, but he was throwing them, that pick in the end zone in what was that the second quarter yeah. was the ugliest throw I've ever seen. That's a horrible throw in the post in the regular season, let alone the postseason in a divisional game. I feel like when you have a receiver like Larry Fitzgerald or like Calvin Johnson, you can leave it up to Jesus a little bit. Yeah. But like you can't rely on that. And it seemed no. like Carson Palmer relied a little bit on that. And they haven't know. relied on him like that in terms of being a wide receiver in that way all season because they had the who was it uh, Floyd or some or Michael uh, Floyd Michael Floyd yeah who was a beast in his own right but a guy like Larry Fitz had to reinvent himself as a wide receiver he used to be an outside guy uh, stretch the deep take the top off the defense kind of wide receiver as they said about you know they used to say about Randy Moss and stuff like that that was when he had Anquan Bolden to compliment him too exactly and then when he needed to switch his role for the Arizona Colors to make sure that, you know, he was doing the best he could for the team, he became a slot wide receiver and started being one, probably one like a Heinz Ward reincarnate in terms of blocking. Um, the guy, I mean, he got flagged for a crackback block, which I guess is illegal now. And I didn't, I mean, coming into the box, and I guess it was right at the box, he destroyed a guy who got a flag. But it's just like he does anything that his team needs him to do. And it's... And does it well. It's so inspiring. And doesn't say mum about it. Doesn't, yeah, hey, this is what the team needs. The team I know needs. my I'm role. There. I shut my mouth. And exactly. And then what he comes to this game is, you know, I think he was catching maybe three or four balls a game or something like that. He caught, what, nine catches for like over 100 yeah. yards? He had a great fantasy season. Did he? I had him on my team. Okay. Yeah. Um, just, it's unbelievable. And, uh, I'm glad to see that the Cardinals win that sure. game. Sure. Dude, think- and what a great play at the end they called to get him yeah, on the touchdown. Yeah. Well, you got, what a great goal line play well, because you, you know you're going to get at least one yard if you can catch it and go. And he just... If you can complete And the play before the catch- that too, he, oh, you know, he got that 75 yard run is was all... He could have easily just been like, oh, let me get out of bounds. Yeah. No. He knew that he needed... And sure enough, that hard work pays off. All of a sudden there's a seam. He takes it. He breaks the tackle. And then they, I love how they repay it, and they're like, no, this is your touchdown. Like, the thing I hate the most is when you got, like, a back, like, that runs his ass off. It's like the Giants would do it all the time with Rashad Jennings. He would have, you know, a 15-yard run, 8-yard run, and really carry the, the load all the way down, and then they just, like, give it to Andrew Williams or give it to someone else for the touchdown. And I love the fact that they just, no, Larry, this is you, and sure enough, they went on it. And, uh, I mean, not without Green Bay trying with that Hail Mary. And right. Green Bay... I mean, Aaron Rodgers was throwing to guy, you know, that we just said a bunch of guys that were from like no name colleges, and they barely had, you know, twenty catches between all of them for a whole year. So that was just another. That's just that's what makes the NFL playoffs awesome. Are games like that? Um, and then coming into Sunday, the game that everyone, all the pundits and all the analysts thought was going to so be so pumped for that game was going to be, you know, the the nail biter, the one that had the, I think the. The small spread, the small, I think, yeah. out of all of them. Yeah. It was like a point and a half or something like the that. Most the, action. C- the Seahawks playing uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, and I knew the Panthers were going to... I I thought they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to win like that. I mean, what was the halftime score? The Carolina came out and just... 31 nothing. Yeah, 31 nothing. Yeah. Good Lord. And they missed a field goal as the first half expired, too, which you thought maybe if Seattle got the three points going to the locker room, it was going to 
turn well, things around yeah, a little at bit. At least a positive and how she note to go in on. Goal and yeah. just, wow. Uh, and, I mean, they did come back. They, don't, they tried. They played. They certainly did. They played Seattle, 2015 Seattle Seahawks football in the second half, turned it on. Russell Wilson. And they was... definitely started breathing down the neck. And it seemed like, you know, and you could tell Cam was getting a little frustrated on the third, not converting some of those third downs. And they kept having to punt it. And... Who's the better scrambler? Cam Newton or uh, Russell Wilson's a better scrambler. I have, I have an answer for you for for that one. Uh, it's, his name is Donovan McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> he used to turn he used to turn a four second play into like a seventeen second scramble fest. Running quarterback, I think always Cam on the Giants better. too for some reason. I think Cam's a better running quarterback, but scrambler oh, is Russell Wilson. Yes, that guy scramble to be able to get his... a ball off because Cam Newton much rather just run with the ball. And yeah, get the and, yards. Then, oh, and then he'll just Russell Wilson will turn into something and all of a sudden he'll free himself he'll do to have two a nice or three shoulder spin moves throw. to try to get out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I that was when I, I got off the mountain skiing and it was like halftime and I was like Casey did you she went and got like us water or whatever as I was cleaning stuff up and I was like make sure you check the score for me she comes back they're like she's like, yes thirty one nothing I was like oh I didn't miss anything well a bunch of Carolina touchdowns but um I, and then fourth quarter Carolina was like wait what are we doing here we need to make sure we win this game and they did and. uh that Luke Kuechly, that kid is a freak. Kuechly, Kuechly, yeah. he had the pick six early in the game, yep. and then just when you thought the Seahawks were gonna, they were throwing some good deep balls down the side, he comes out of goddamn nowhere, and knocks that ball away, dude. I, and you I could literally lost it when I saw that. The exhale that came out of the Pacific Northwest <laughs> out of that, that sigh, it was oh, just yeah. like they're like, oh yeah, yeah, they're not winning this game with effort like that. Unbelievable. The BC product. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. BC product. Um, I mean, you do you have anything else with that game? Well, it was no. Just... And then the Steelers Broncos um, was pretty anticlimactic itself. Well, not an ugly. Yeah, game. that. Yeah. I, th- the thing is, would you rather that type of ugly game where it's a back and forth ugly game, or the blowout and then slow, not so good comeback? I don't. I don't so much mind that blowout going into halftime because it's always when you're up that much in football at half, you're always. I've played enough games and I've watched enough games where you're up big and then you come out flat. What was it? The Sugar Bowl this year, right? The Sugar Bowl this year. Yes, that epic comeback. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In yeah, Alamo. Bowl? No, Alamo. Whatever. One of, one of the bowls. It was. The bowl where the comeback happened. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it is. Dot com bowl. Um, <laughs> those fucking the bowl where the comeback balls, happened. Just, dot com I bowl. I think I'd rather the blowout and then try to see them come back because at least there's like good football happening. Especially in the right. beginning, you get to see like an, one team getting its ass kicked and one team doing really well. Hey, it's fun to watch gonna a respond, little bit. But when it's, but NFL know, football playoffs, when you're trading punts, it's like all right. And then you watch, you know, you know Peyton Manning and like, Peyton Manning for, hands the ball off uh, for another touchdown. How? Here's all the credit in the world, Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the Steelers might be able to pull that out, but. They finally Peyton finally put together a good drive. No way in, in hell Brock Osweiler would have pulled that he off. He had that yeah. one weird where he like he it was almost it was a seven step drop, so he was back. And then the rush from the edge came in, so he kinda had to come in and I guess he thought I don't know if he tripped or he thought he was gonna get sacked, so he kinda just like went down. Yeah. Fake, and then, like the fake sack that he had and then saying. popped up and threw it to. Oh, uh, that was weird. Emmanuel Sanders. Like, oh, that hurt me. Down. Oh, wait. I, no one he, touched me. Then he came out a couple days later and said it was planned. Well, no, oh, no, no, that bullsh- was that was tongue in cheek. He said he. The joke was I and he's. Uh, 
it didn't come off that well, but <laughs> he had to be joking. He goes, yeah. yeah, I told Emmanuel to be ready for that one or oh, something okay. like that. I just saw the written quote. I didn't see him say it. Uh, so I think I, I think he, that was tongue in cheek. I mean, if it was, then fuck Peyton. But I think that was. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a little top heavy, right? <laughs> he is a little top heavy. <laughs> yes. Does um, he have to have uh, pads in the front of his uh, helmet? Yeah, I don't think he needs pads. Yeah. He just has the forehead. Well, that's why it's, like like it's so red because the pads are so tight on the front it's, of his forehead. Oh my god, it's squeezing. And one it of, in. did you see the one meme? It was the. They're like, oh, that's why he wears his helmet so tight because the red mark on his forehead was the exact same shape as the Papa John's logo, <laughs> <laughs> and someone like awesome. fit it perfectly in, and it fit so well, and I was laughing my balls off. That's really that was funny. So funny, but uh, you got to <laughs> hand it to him, man. You know, he put the drive together when they needed to put the drive together, and it'll be exciting to see. It's too him, little, uh, too late for uh, for the Steelers. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be a costly fumble down the stretch for the Steelers. I forget yeah. uh, who it was, but um, costly turnovers. Yeah, it, it was bad. And uh, I mean, as a Patriots fan, you Bill, you got to be happy with. I mean, the Steelers weren't totally healthy; they were no. not playing their best game, and the Broncos. Struggled. You have a huge question mark behind center. Struggled yeah. against them. And the Patriots looked great against, I would say, I the mean, the, Chief, team in the football. Chiefs are better. Yeah, the, against the hottest team in football. The Chiefs look better than both those other teams. Right. Um, you know, some bad play calling down the stretch for the Chiefs. And and I don't, classic Andy Reid management, uh, especially in the playoff that game. That asshole tried to pull after the game, too. What? He tried to come out and say that there was headset issues and all that shit in, the, uh, in Foxborough. And are then you he goes, kidding me? And then he goes, uh, oh, but it wasn't really major enough to complain about. He's like, so why'd you say anything, yeah, you dumbass? Because he can't. Especially in this, this media frenzy against the, uh, against the perceived slight against the Patriots, which isn't even perceived because it is there. Yeah. As a Giants fan, I can even say that. Yeah. But Well, speaking of Giants, it's a, it's a good uh, transition, uh, unless you wanted to finish. I just wanted to say uh, that you got, you got to be thinking, I mean, do we want to throw a little predictions out there for, for the AFC-NFC championship game before yeah, we, we get into do. more football news? Yeah, we can do that. I go... Patriots, uh, twenty-eight. Broncos, twenty-one. All right. Okay. Uh, for the AFC, I'm going to say mm, Pats. Patriots, thirty-one. All right. You think they can score thirty-one points? Broncos, twenty-one. Right. Patrick, what do you th- what do you think of the AFC? We're writing these down because uh, Pats twenty-four. We'll actually talk about them Broncos, thirteen. Hey oh. And then uh, NFC. I'm going to go. Uh, Carolina, thirty-one. Um, uh, Cardinals, thirty. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I hope it comes down to like a crazy thing. I think that one. Will Larry be close. Fitzgerald with a winning touchdown. I think that would be close. That would be that would be phenomenal. What do you got, Bill? Cardinals twenty-seven. Uh, Panthers twenty-four. Panthers twenty-four. Wow, this one's. What do you think, Pat? What do you think? Man, this is tough. Is it going to be a a, a rematch of the 2006? No, I'm going Cards 23, Panthers 20. So cards all around, or no? I guys, I'm, I'm going Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, I like the Panthers. Yeah, I like the Panthers, but I want the Cardinals, so I'm picking the Cardinals. Uh, for, for Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. that, that's really literally. He's, he's I'm, re- I'm rooting for him as much as I love Cam Newton and watching him play. And I don't know if you guys saw that really cool thing he did at the end of the game uh, last week, where he danced with uh, one of the Make a Wish kids with cancer, and he, uh, they were doing the whip and Nene and the dad. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson was out there doing it with them, and it was just it was guys. so 
awesome they were on the Jumbotron and it was the way they were dancing and playing with the guy and then That's great. he did the Superman at they the know end it's all and about. Cam Newton lost it. So he did he did one of those things that like um, black people are known to do when they get like really really f- like a really funny joke and like they do that half moon jog around yeah. the room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> someone, like yeah. like, like oh, someone up in a street. Yeah. Oh! He like runs around. It was just or like skipped oh, to my so loop, funny. pulled a sweet crossover on yeah, the guy. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, I do love Cam Newton because he's really good about that type of uh, type type of stuff. Um, but yeah, we um, you know, obviously, okay, we're all taking the pats, and then let's, Sean's got the let's pants. save that. Um, yeah, I will save that right here, baby. We're good. Um, but yeah, like we said, uh, I think two episodes ago, we had some Tom uh, Coughlin audio. We we lost uh, Tom Coughlin. Yep. Uh, thank God not to the Eagles or any of them. Um, I told you he wasn't going there. I know, I but they did try out. They did try out everyone, though. I mean, at least they, they talked to everybody, including Spagnola, and none of them went. Um, but... Uh, they hired Ben McAdoo, you know, which was Sean, yeah, the Giants. And uh, Sean, do you like that pickup? And- I do. I like the fact that it's in house. I like the fact that it's McAdoo. Um, he is uh, very trusted within the organization. Eli absolutely loves him. He Eli loves the system. It seems like um, if our O line can stay healthy, I mean, that offense could have done a lot this year. Um, we certainly have the weapons. Um, hopefully the running back by committee, which I've harped on multiple times, uh, yep. comes to comes to an end. Um, but yeah, I like the fact that it's in house. I like the fact that they're putting a trust in a guy that they have already hired. Um, then again, the, the the pool out there wasn't the strongest. It's true, there weren't, wasn't many great candidates, which is why the Eagles had to hire Doug Peterson. Um, Who uh, exactly? Uh, he's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Um, and yeah, I just like the fact the the guy knows Giants football. He's he you know and and there was accountability on all sides. He said, you know, we got to get better. And then even John Mara was like, you know, it sucks that Tom had to go, but this was an this year was an organizational failure. It wasn't on sure. you know, solely on the coach. It wasn't solely on Jerry Reese. It wasn't solely on the players. It's on everyone. Yeah, but there it's needs to be everyone's a fault. And, and there is and you know what and. You know the axe had a fall, and it did. And you know that's professional football for you. And but they hired within, which is a good thing. What are you, what are your feelings on that? I haven't really, you haven't really. Oh, I like the pickup absolutely yeah. because it, I watched his first press conference, and I actually have you know the day he did he uh, he did his conference. He sat down with David Deal uh, for like a Giants uh, video the thing. Big blue they view. Do. Yeah, exactly, a big blue review type thing. Um, but uh, I like that because he he keeps and he said he's going to keep a lot of Coughlin's rules. Um, or or the principles that he that he brought upon you know five minutes early is on time that that type of stuff um, he was five minutes early for his first press conference uh, just was like, he yep, that's great yep love that um, so you know I, I like it I, I like it and you know obviously he said all the right things which everyone can do but you know I'm I'm more of a you know if you could talk to talk let's see you walk the walk type of thing um, yeah so I have a I have something he he went on with uh, David Deal so just a little kind of an intro former audio from uh, Ben McAdoo. And what does it mean to you to be the head coach of the New York Football Giants? Well, obviously, uh, you know, this franchise has a a ton of tradition and is run by, you know, the Mayor family, the Tisch family, and uh, they do a great job. They run a class organization, and uh, it's an honor to be the head coach here and have an opportunity to work with Jerry Reese. You're from Homer City, a big football town, surrounding areas. You know, tell me about the dream of making this possible for you. Well, Homer City is, uh, you know, in southwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, proud to grow up there. You got to watch Blinken going through there because you'll run right through it. You, you may miss it. But, uh, no, this is uh, an opportunity you work for your, uh, your whole life once you start coaching. And 
I feel very fortunate to, to have this opportunity. And I know that you mentioned Coach Coughlin in your interview and in your uh, press conference today. Just talk a little bit about the impact he had on you as a football coach. Yeah, Coach Coughlin, obviously, uh, you know, the, the amount of success he's had running two different franchises and uh, specifically putting, uh, you know, two trophies in the case here and actually being an assistant uh, before that. He's had a tremendous impact on me these last two years and uh, just the, the discipline and the passion and the, the consistency and, uh, you know, everything revolved around leadership. He's been tremendous and you know, we talked about uh, earlier today, we talked about staying on TC time, uh, staying five, uh, five minutes ahead on the clocks on the, uh, you know, for the players and, and for the coaches to get that jump start on our preparation and, and, and being detailed in that aspect. And that's, uh, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. The TC time, baby. TC time. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, nice little... Um, homage. <laughs> what was it? Homage. Homage. God, homage. I still can't get There's it no- right. <gasps> So is he from oh, Omer man. City? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, yeah, that's funny. Uh, but you know, like, like I said, saying all the right things. Let's see if it, it, it if it can to translate see. to the team. I think, and I think, you know, the, the, something when happens when you lose a head coach like this, or you lose anyone a big name in any team. Um, you know, it, it makes everyone look around and go, "Oh shit, it could be me too." Yeah. Hopefully, I'm. You know, and hopefully, what it does is oh, I'm going to step my game up. You yeah, know, man. and have some. You know, you, you know, I like I like seeing Eric Flowers step up this season yeah, and take a little bit more of a leadership role with the with the the offensive line. There's and, no. There's, and we need more people like that. Yeah. There's yeah. no shortage of accountability. Yep. Eli's um, going to have to step up naturally. Absolutely, man. Um. So you know, I'm really excited. To I'm see. excited for the season. But what I, I think we should, what I'm focusing on now. Is what? How does Jerry Reese respond with the draft and with some free? You know, after that, maybe where some are they free, picking? I think they're ten. Yeah, they have a pretty good number, obviously, because they went six and ten. Not very good. What do you and, think their top need is in that round, um, or will they trade down? Uh, if they can get a, a uh, I would say offensive line. No linebacker. Or another D lineman. Well, you're right because if the offensive we need, line, everyone need, comes back, and we they're need strong. a hot. We need. I guess there's ah oh shit I forget the kid's name. Well, we need but defense. We need we need yeah. defensive backs. It's either if the best corner or the best safety that might be out there or the best linebacker. I would prefer a linebacker and then maybe a safety, uh, like a true free safety or a corner, a great cover corner. Because uh, who knows what's going to happen with Prince Mukamara? Yeah, do you think he should be on the field anymore, Prince? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think a full season with him and him and Dominique Rogers Cromartie will be very very solid. So just it's, get one there more. There needs to be health. There get one more player. To yeah. That. yeah. And another thing, what we've been harping on about the healthy keeping players healthy, they reassign their strength and conditioning coach to a different thing. So the guy's been there for so I don't know how many years. He was a big Coughlin guy. Um, he was at he was at Jacksonville. He was at Boston College with him. Uh, and you know, over the last five years, I think the Giants have the most players on the IR in the NFL. So I'm like, that's obviously something's wrong. You know, it's not just, that's not dumb luck after five years of that. That's not dumb luck. Yeah, true. That's there. There's something organized, you know, there's something in that procedure of getting guys back healthy that broke down. So, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm kind of excited about because I like, um, I like all the changes that the NFL have, you know, with the rules and all that stuff, but always, interesting to see a change in location of a team you know where oh, that's right. so the LA Rams we're going to start calling them the LA Rams which is pretty cool uh, we're going to start ca- start calling them that again you yep. know they're they're going back over 25 there 25 years um pretty pretty awesome they're pretty much um, they left in the same fashion as they're coming back awful yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, not much. Not much had changed. Only other than the but Kurt Warner they, year or two, right? Yeah. Well, they were okay in for some years, but I, you know, when they left LA, they were garbage. And now when they're returning, they're not the best either. Led by a, a Hollywood ready Nick Foles. Um, but yeah, so they're not going to be the only one in LA. They're going to play next year in the Coliseum. Um, there's, I guess, works already being done on the stadium. Um, it's going to be one. I guess the the model is MetLife, where the Giants and uh, Jets play because of the neutral colors and the way they can break it down and set it back up for another team. Because this LA deal is only happening because another team is going to come with the Rams to Chargers. Los Angeles. <clears throat> well, no, it's Maybe. the. Um, is it the Chargers first and then the Raiders or something? I forget the I forget the LA Raiders would make more sense. But wasn't there talks about moving the Raiders to Texas too? Did you hear about that? Oh no, I didn't. The to San Antonio or somewhere around there? Weird. Yeah, it was very weird. There's no shortage of football fans in Texas, so that might work. But uh yeah, so the Rams are not going to be the only uh, LA team, which is good. It's a good market, you know. It it, it you know, not a good market when you watch Lakers games or any of that sort. But the Lakers games is more of like a social status type it thing is. that you go and to. But football, like football fans are football fans. They go, you know. And I feel like there's tons. And you know, yeah. that's the thing is there's still generation people where my dad was an L.A. Rams fan, yeah, so I'm true, a Rams man. fan, and now pump their back. And I guarantee there's a good demographic of that. And they're gonna have and to then, really push the in order for that to work for that franchise to make start making money almost instantly. They need to get trendy because L.A. is the town of trend. They need as many skyboxes and luxury boxes as they can fit in that new stadium because that's what it's going to be. That's all the actors are, you know, it's going to be the equivalent of sitting courtside at the Lakers, you know, so. Are they taking part ownerships like like Jay-Z and Beyonce buy 10% of that team or something like that? I think probably somewhere down the line, but right now, no, it's just a cranky family. Cranky. Cranky. Who, ah, cranky. Uh, he's the guy that's in charge. You know, he owns the Rams, and he's the one that's uh, mainly in charge of that. So, yeah, man, that's exciting, huh? A little, little yeah, little, little shake-up. St. Louis uh, can't get anything right. Except the Cardinals. Yeah, but screw the And that's Cardinals. it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, so I. that's very interesting. I don't know. That remains to be seen. Sure. Um. Uh, are we ready for uh, we could switch out of football unless you, Bill? Did you want to maybe talk about uh, Deflategate or anything like um, that? I know that's or we <laughs> can just, wait. We can I wait. I never want to talk about Deflategate, but uh, there was a rumor that came out this week that the NFL is um, possibly going to release PS- PSI reports from around the league um, in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Of course, they are. Uh, of course. The reason why they say possibly is because you know full well if the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl and the Denver Broncos are, they're not releasing shit. No. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And That's number so and number two, they're not going to release anything that makes them look bad. Yeah. So it's a lose-lose for the Patriots so either way. We'll keep our eyes out for that. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Is this more of them announcing that because of people going, well, you said you're going to do all of this and you're going to be more scrutinized on that type of stuff. And, he and said then that, everyone's like, okay, well, if you guys are doing it, let's see the numbers. And they're like, well... Uh, Goodell said that we they were released. Uh, we might. We're show still you. doing research on those. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, well, no, show us the numbers. So still now they're pressured the to do it. From Ted so now they finally see the end of the season and they're like, yeah, okay, you have to show the numbers now. You and, know, and, and they they have the right to not to sure. put them out there, but that makes it look even more shady. Oh, right, it, it look it makes it look shadier than Tom Brady smashing his phone. You know, yeah, true. You know, and I may sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, and I hate p- 
people who come up with cons- uh, conspiracies and all that crazy shit. But the referee for the Super Bowl this year is Cleet Blakeman, who was the referee in the Indianapolis Patriots game where Deflate Gate started. Mm. Oh, fun. So. We're going to have all that bullshit leading up. If the Patriots can get by the Broncos, we're going to have all that bullshit with the PSI reports coming out, and then you're going to have Cleet Blakeman in the Super Bowl, and it's just going to be a goddamn nightmare again. Goddamn Ringley Brothers Circus. I hope the numbers come out, and it's like all the cold game, like that Minnesota game where it's setting records or whatever. 9.2. Exactly. Oh, God, I hope that so much. Um, But I don't think we're seeing numbers. I don't don't think they're going to start that trend, regardless of what they're going to portray or or make the NFL look uh, like. uh, I don't think those numbers are coming out. It's just so stupid. I'm tired of it. They'll just create the media frenzy when the Patriots are there so that there's other, so that the, the... the focus on the Patriots is off the field shit, which it has been for basically the past year. So whatever. Well, the numbers I do want to see come out of, of uh, is on uh, the Revenant because what a what a really cool movie. I give it a tan, a tan. Thanks, Eric. Well, you want a to tan, a tan. That's Varsity Blues. Um, what a great movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pat, me and you went and saw that at the, as you were saying, that unbelievable movie theater in Braintree where you were like, oh, it's like the recliners, and I thought it was just like the nice chairs. No, there's a button where you hit, and it burr. It sounds like it's farting. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, because it's exactly. leather. It's like pleather. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you had come to see Jurassic World with us back in June, you would have experienced that earlier. Yeah, that was, that was glorious. But no, you decided to ditch us. That was glorious. No, I was doing something that Yeah, day. right. Something better, I guess, it sounds like. I'm trying to find the uh, the money here. Uh, the budget was 135 million. That's it uh, on that. Um, well, yeah, there was a think about it. it. Wasn't well, actually, no, you haven't seen it yet. But it, it's there's a lot of just foresty shots and all that lot, money had a lot of screaming and wasn't there a lot of CGI about, and stuff. And that's the thing. Yeah, there was a bunch of CGI like that bear. Obviously, the bear wasn't real. Oh yeah, uh, you could tell like, a little bit in that bear. Um, yeah, definitely. But, but the the opening weekend, it got four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars opening because opened up Christmas. Incredible um, movie. But now the gross right now is at eighty-seven million, so it hasn't made it back yet. It will. But uh, I'm thinking the more and more. Um, and it's definitely one of the most movies you have to see in the theaters. It's a oh, lot more panoramic. Sure. Bill, definitely. Uh, I know you said you're going cool, to see it soon. Yeah, you know, cool nature also. shots, unbelievable fighting, gore scenes. Uh, is you know, intense. Just, and you think it's it's from I think Canada, so a lot of in, a lot of Native Americans or it's Native Canadians, North or whatever, Dakota or South um, Dakota, I think. But just the 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 battles of the of the white people. Oh, it's the, unbelievable! The, oh my and God, some of the shots in in um, a lot of like Steadicam handheld stuff, you know, because and the way that was it Inierta is his name is the director, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to, for these long expansive shots to really you know you set the setting of where they are in this particular moment and in the middle can, of fucking nowhere, and then it kind of <laughs> comes down and it fought, and it goes over one guy's shoulder and the next guy's shoulder seeing what they're seeing what he's and then it wraps around on heart Tom Hardy's face and it's but it's all one shot, dude. It is you're right. Yeah, there was a lot of that it good is stuff. shot so beautifully and some of the landscaping shots and then. On top of that, the acting from from Leo and Tom Hardy and the and then the kid too, the one that's in We Are the Millers or whatever, that kid was outstanding. Yeah, really good. They weren't speaking English. It was it was gibberish, I guess. But then like there was some French, um, I sure. believe. Yeah, well, they were speaking English, but then yeah, it was no. There wasn't really that much English. There's a lot of English, but then there was English subtitles. I mean, Tom Hardy talked English to 
when he was like talking shit. Like a lot of it's English, and then a lot of it is what Pawnee, yeah, and then and French. Yeah, you're right. He does. There is when he's talking to his son, and he's talking to the other guys. You're right, French the trappers, You're there's right. There's more French. Other guys. So you're right. It is. Um, anyone out there? That's, what a cool, like old school living. You know, like it's you gotta make a fire to literally live. It's and unbelievable. And just old, old, old school. I, um, if, I just can't get over the performance. Yeah, so you'll see it, Bill, this week. It's you said un- we'll un- talk more about it, and awesome. we could talk about the plot or lack thereof uh, next next week. And you know, definitely should be a good one. Uh, another one I'm really excited about, especially after seeing and we saw a trailer a couple of months ago, the the, the longer three minute one, um, and we just watched the, a newer one that was released today with a little more clips is of the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, uh, the out of uh, DC Marvel, I believe. Um, no, D- DC and Marvel two separate. Yeah, so what is this? It's this is DC. DC. Okay, DC. Um, they, yeah, they haven't become the monopoly yet. That's nope. They're trying with <laughs> Batman versus Superman. And Disney's got to buy DC for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. So Suicide Squad, obviously, it's a, a band of what six to seven mutants uh, type villains. Thing, villains that you know they're trying to put a, a Jared Leto a squad Will of Smith, bad Marco people. Robbie, and, uh, Will Smith's Dillon. in it. He's sure, he sure shot, headshot. Sure, sure I'm not shot. sure. Honestly, it's uh, the only ones I know it. are the Joker and Harley Quinn. Those are the only two characters that I know. Yeah. I really don't. I'm not huge into the whole comic book thing, but this movie does look really good. And that trailer was really cool. Yeah, that trailer was good. There's going to be set to one of my favorite of- songs of all time, "The Bohemian Rhapsody" from Queen. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Um, but yeah, it had all, the, had all the mixings of a normal, you know, a little bit of comic book type plot with explosions and awesome mutant forces and, and yeah. abilities. I and think that looks sexy better. Women. That looks better. That that trailer makes that movie look a lot better than the Batman versus uh, Superman. Trailer, we saw a trailer for that before The Revenant. About, it looks so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird seeing Ben Affleck as Batman. It seems like we're seeing Jesse Eisenberg looks almost in that role, right? As Lex Luthor? It's yeah, like, it what? almost looks too hot. I don't know. What is it with trailers nowadays that like give away plot points? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, probably the major thing in the film is, like, when Superman rips off his mask. That's got to be, like, a pretty pivotal point in the movie. Hey, everyone. Don't forget it's... Ben Affleck, and it's you like know, they like, to do yeah, that. yeah, we know, we it's read like, it. It's Batfleck. Batfleck. I don't know. I just don't like that. So whatever. I'm probably, I'm probably see that on television somewhere. You know, in a, you know, rent it or something. Like Gonna that. watch that on the TV. <laughs> you know what that trailer makes me say. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news, the stories that make you say. WCF, mate. What the fuck? This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of what the fuck? All right. Um, I saw this one, and it's one of these headlines that it's like, God damn, this story wrote itself. Just so It's a great awesome. headline. Awesome. I love it. The headline is Darth Vader infant onesie uh, recalled for posing a choking hazard. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I very, love it. Very well known as Darth Vader. Darth Vader, yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader, obviously, one of his things is choking people um, using the Force. And, uh, you know, Disney was Walt Disney Parks and Resorts recalling a Darth Vader uh, 60th anniversary infant onesies because the snaps can detach and pose as a choking hazard. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. If you only knew the power of the dark side. 
Yeah, and that would uh, definitely that would bring you to the dark That's side. Hilarious. When, I, when you first showed me that, I literally thought it was an Onion article. Yeah, you know exactly. I saw it, and it was on not the Onion yeah. on, on on Reddit. So I was like, okay, it's definitely not. Uh, but uh, Darth Vader onesies were sold in a couple of different sizes, and you know, obviously, it's just something that has to be recalled. You know, there's recalls on stuff like this all the time. Um, you know, they were sold on uh, the uh, what's it called? The cruise ships and all this. Only twenty dollar onesie. Um, it's got Darth Vader as like a little kid on it, and it says, uh, "You know, if you only knew the power of the dark side." So, um, is that the, is it power or force? Wait, what is it? I can't read it. The power of the, the power. dark side. Yeah. So uh, definitely really funny. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it wrote itself. But Darth Vader infant onesie recalled for posing as a choking hazard. Um, awesome. Love love that, and definitely made me say, "What the fuck?" in a funny way. Um, if but, you uh, only knew the power of the dark side. Yes. Yep. And uh, what do you got, uh, Sean or Bill? What, which one? Who's going next? Uh, so I, I got one right, out Billy of Boy. Concord, New, uh, North Carolina. And the, the headline is, Roadkill brought to Chinese restaurant because owner never had deer before. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, this kind of blew my mind after I read the article. Well, but the, uh, there, he might have the uh, the Cabarrus County Health Department is investigating after a woman said said she saw roadkill being taken to a Concord restaurant over the weekend. That woman took a picture Sunday afternoon after she saw the people in the car pick up a dead deer off the road and throw it in the back of the car. The car then went to this restaurant called China Fun, which sounds sounds like a good time. Uh, they were backed up to the restaurant door with the dead deer in the car that they used for deliveries. Uh, they went there and found, indeed, that they had a slaughtered uh, a deer and were cutting up a dead deer in the back of the parking lot and already brought parts inside and into the sink. In the same vehicle that they deliver food. M- Mushu yeah. venison. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so that's what a poo-poo platter is made of? Uh, so an eyewitness uh, news anchor, Liz Foster, went to China Fun and said, were you guys going to serve dead deer to customers? And the woman at the front counter says, No. Uh, why are you recording this anyway? Foster then asked, why did your workers bring roadkill here to the restaurant? And the woman denied it completely. Is there a um, pressing question? Is there a comma in between China and f- China? Fun. China fun. <laughs> uh, no. That, I feel like earlier, didn't we have a story like that in WTF News? Like, I want to say like Probably. a while ago, there was something almost I, of the same. I think you're right. I don't I remember exactly dogs or cats, though, wasn't it? I thought it was more of a domestic animal i'm not really sure yeah maybe i don't know if it was a deer but i feel like another person brought but it's like one thing to be like hey we got this deer and we're weird chinese people and we're gonna cook it for ourselves at home it's like no they were cutting it up in the back of the restaurant chef is done you know with a shift which i don't know if chinese chefs ever have a done shift i'm pretty sure they're chained back all walk and no play (laughs) oh fuck You know now, white people walk their dog, and Chinese people walk their dog. <laughs> That's like the hackiest black joke. Yeah. Um, oh, so great. <laughs> that so is just hacking, ro- up, hacking up roadkill and oh, serving it at China Fun Time. Jesus. I don't have a problem with people picking up roadkill and, and wanting to go eat it if it's fresh and everything like that. Not, but to put not it not with if you're serving it at your restaurant, come on, man. China Fun. It's not very fun. No, no. it's not. What, what do you got fun? over there, Shano? All right, my WTF news is comes from a report um, that says 10% of college graduates polled in this one poll think that Judge Judy is on the Supreme Court. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. So Judge Judy, obviously, um, has been doing her Judge Judy show. Judith Scheindlin is her name. I believe I'm yep. saying that Jewish last name correctly. Um, I bet she she handles Court. small disputes and stuff like that on television. She's been on television for quite some time now. Yep. Uh, but the American Council of Trustees and Alumni uh, back in August uh, concluded that a 1,000 surveyed colleges that are um, – in part, alarmingly ignorant of America's history and heritage, uh, they sixty uh, percent of uh, the college graduates also couldn't correctly identify requirements uh, for different constitutional amendments, and they didn't know who the father of the you know the Constitution was. They could just All find out stuff. by just watching so Maury. Much, so much ignorance, and one of them was the. <laughs> They thought Judge Judy was a goddamn Supreme Court justice. I bet you the Supreme Court justice I mean, wished that uh, they were Judge Judy with Gloria, the money she's pulling in. Yeah, so I just did the math. Got a, a banner or whatever. Yeah. I mean, is an old Jewish lady. Yeah. But, so I could see where some... But come on, people. They're not doing Supreme Court stuff on fucking daytime television. Yeah, exactly. So a chief justice of the Supreme Court makes $223,000 a year. That's like 1% of <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy makes $45 million a year. She makes $900,000 a day All that syndication works. in perpetuity, like... <laughs> that woman cakes. It's That's ridiculous. Amazing. Holy shit. Oh, absolutely crazy. But it definitely show it goes to show that kids don't have the offhand knowledge that we kind of grew up because like you, you nowadays you can be a know-it-all kind of because you have s- everything in your pocket, but when we were growing up, you had to kind of you had to know it all to be a know-it-all. You like you kind of had to have that photogenic memory, not just a photo phone. You know what I'm saying? Like grade. So I can see why there weren't be their kids weren't know that. No, yeah. yeah. And and it's almost like they're they're it's like funny, though. I don't know if they're like so much ragging on these graduates or anything, but it's like that's you, you can't really make fun of them for that. It's you, that's a that's a uh a, a, a ragging on our on the education system in America, which I mean is you know does produce amount of, you know a lot These of great baby people. boomer journalists it's, mad at the why millennials. Why do I need to know this when I can just go on the go on my phone in my pocket and figure it out? Like I was saying, I'm pretty sure it was eighth grade history. We spent one semester, two and a half, three months on just the. American political, you know what the you know what the Declaration of Independence is, what the Constitution is, what amendments are, how this happens, the new amendments, well, you know the political process, uh, you know the checks and balances, stuff like that, and that that was hammered home in my brain. And I would, I mean, I don't hang out in middle schools anymore, but uh, I don't know what's being. It doesn't seem like any of this is being taught, or if it is, it's being you know it's not reiterated through college, you know. So that's a true what the fuck. Yeah, I that isn't true. What the fuck? And it's it's scary it, and funny at the same time. But it's one of those where you're like you. <laughs> this generation's in a you know, lot like, of trouble. Laughing to a cry type of thing, which I'm kind of I'm I'm laughing into a cry because I think it, it might be the end of this episode. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, like you know, R.I.P. Alan Rickman, right? Who el- who else did we lose? Uh, Glenn Fry of the Eagles. Yep. Yes, we did. And then uh, we had David The musical Bowie, three. Yeah. 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 There you go. And then Alan The Devil's Dick. Trident. Exactly. You know, Snape killed Dumbledore, and then just God killed Snape, you know, type of thing. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, hey, get at us. Facebook.com slash WADD Talk Radio. Twitter is WADD Talk Radio. I'm at Heener's Wiener. I'm at Have You Seen Heen? And I'm at Bill Neville NAI. Talk to you next Wednesday. It is
fine sight to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed boy, slowing down to take a look at me. Come on, babe. Goes out to you, Big E.